Swing drive. Right center field. The Braves have won it. Nelson Cruz drives it. One pitch. Goodbye. Ball game. 10-9. Rangers win. Ryan Roberts drives it. Deep left field. Incredible. Three balls, two strikes, full count. Hello and welcome to the Full Count Podcast. I'm Brandon. And I'm Zach. Let's talk about some baseball. Let's do it. So I think the whole Freddie Freeman situation going on, every baseball fan pretty much knows about it. Oh, Casey yes. Close has become a household name. Everybody's talking about that situation. So let's, let's talk about it. So if you haven't heard about it yet, which I don't know how you have, you lived under a rock, but... Freddie Freeman signed with the LA Dodgers this past offseason for actually less than he would have been in Atlanta, mm-hmm. the team he's been with for a long, long time. Why? Well, at first, Braves fans were mad that oh, he just left us because he wanted to go to LA, or he wanted a longer deal that we didn't want to give him. Well, as it turns out, the agent screwed him. Casey Close of Excel Sports absolutely destroyed Freddie Freeman's career in Atlanta. He only gave Freeman one offer the Braves gave, and that was not the final offer. He gave the Braves an hour to decide if they wanted Freeman or not with one final offer from the agency. Alex Anthopoulos, the Braves GM, said, no, that's not how we operate, and proceeded to trade for Matt Olson, who is currently starting for the team. The Braves are second in the NL East now, and are, I'm sure happy with Matt Olson, but what do you have to say about Freddie Freeman? How, how does he feel right now? I mean, Freddie Freeman's been with the team for how long now? 14 years? At least, at least, yes, at least. Yes. since he was drafted. Since he was drafted. And, you know, he was shooken up. You saw, you know, Clayton Kershaw's Twitter. He tweeted about it. You saw, you can see uh, the picture. Uh, I don't know if you can pull it up, but uh, Freddie Freeman sitting on the opposite side of the bench with all the players. Obviously, his heart's still in Atlanta, and he left the Dodgers. And Braves fans, like you said, were mad that, why would Freddie leave us after all this time he spent with the organization? But, as it turns out, Freddie just found out about that whole situation in Atlanta that past weekend. That's that's when he fired his agent. So in the series with Atlanta, the three-game series, Freeman finally came home, came home because Atlanta's still his yeah. home. Mm-hmm. He looked at himself on the big screen and he thought, man, I missed this. This is where I needed to be. Absolutely. I, I mean, you could see him tearing up. Emotionally. There was no issues with he, him and his agency before this. Now, was there, there was just some question about his agency before? Yes, Braves fans were mad. And in fact, Nancy Swanson still has the same agent, which I'm sure that may change in the, in the coming months. But I don't know what to say here. I, I'm this, just so I'm, I'm, in, con- I'm in disbelief. I'm so confused why or how Freddie just found out that series. You think maybe he was, you know, standing um, at home play or walking up, and the fans were like, "Why well, did you leave us, Freddie? Why did you not take the deal?" And it came to his mind, like, "What do you mean that? What deal?" I, maybe he found out that way. But it had to be in the back of his mind. He had to know beforehand. But the, I, I, I don't, I, I don't I, know I don't how he, he didn't know I, beforehand. I I agree. I, I think it all just played out so fast because he didn't find out that he was going to the Dodgers until the Matt Olson trade. He thought he was still working with the Braves, looking for a deal, and the Matt Olson trade took him blindsided. He was mad at the Braves for a while, and you can look at the interviews that he gave, and he was he was heartbroken. Like he was he was mad, he was scared, he didn't know what to do, so he ended up signing with Dodgers, which is only like thirty minutes from his hometown, which totally makes sense. I understand. Why that. family? Understandable. However, if you spent fourteen years. With the same franchise, with the same people, and you meant so much to this franchise, 
you want to stay. Absolutely. And if, when you see that series that he came back, he wanted to stay. Clayton Kershaw, like I mentioned, Freddie's not with us right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but he's not with us right now. This is not the same Freddie Freeman that we, like, we signed. Not, not the same NL MVP Freddie Freeman. It's not. It's not no. because he wants to be in Atlanta. He's still heartbroken. I mean, it's like breaking up with a girlfriend. It, it just sucked for a while. And after this whole situation happened, I looked it up and actually found out that Jorge Soler in 2019 signed with the same guy that Freddie signed with. And not even that. Jorge Soler and Jock, Jock Peterson. Peterson as well. All three guys left the Braves. All There's probably more. That, those are all, all the ones I looked up. Dansby Swanson is another one. Who's same going through contract negotiations now. Now, I'll tell you, Excel Sports has one chance to make it up to Braves fans. Now, nothing will make up the, the Freddie Freeman scenario, but Dansby Swanson has to resign with the Braves. Otherwise, there'll be legit legal action against them. Because there's no way that MLB's going to stand for that. For four players in two years in the same agency. I would even. sue if I was Freddie Freeman. I would sue. And there's almost, there's, I don't know if there's legal grounds for that, but there are grounds with MLBPA to come forth because there's laws that says that the agent cannot, I forget the wording, but they can't act that way to, to certain players. They can't withhold deals. They can't just say no without talking to the player first. Freeman was scorned. He was screwed in this deal. And so was Braves fans. And I think it may work out in the long term. I think Olsen's a great player, but... Mm -hmm. To see somebody you've been with so long that Atlanta loves with all their heart leave in just such weird fashion, it's going to leave a, a, a bitter taste in Braves fans' mouths for years to come. I think Freddie signed six deals. I don't know when his opt-out date for that. Do you think he'll ever come back or everything about Atlanta again? Well, six years, he'll be in his late 30s. Yeah. So, at that point, will he see some of the same production? Will he, I mean, are the Braves willing to pay for that? And if you look at the Dodgers, uh, how much the Dodgers are paying him, a lot of the money the Dodgers are paying Freddie is kind of like a Bobby Manila deal. Over the next, I think, mean, 20 years, or 15 years, it's going to be paid out over that course. Wow. So there's a chance the Dodgers may waive him in a few years. Or, or I can see something similar to the Ichiro Suzuki situation with the Marlins in uh, Seattle. That's definitely right. And he can come back as a DH kind of deal because I, I don't think his position player production will be there like it is now. Mm -hmm. And Matt Olson is going to be, he's going to be a brave for the rest of his career. I, I think he's going to be a great addition to the Braves team. He will, he yeah. will. But... It just sucks to see somebody as good as Freddie leave, and and not even not even the production value that he gives, but just his heart, the heart, emotion with the, the land, how much the brave, how much he's put him. in the team, and how much the city's giving back to him. That's right, that's right, and how much he's beat up on the Mets, which uh, I'm sure Brandon hasn't has been very happy about. But now let's uh, let's move on to that NL lease. What are you thinking here? I still think the Mets have it. I, I honestly do. Oh, I, I, only I, three I think, and a half games ahead. I, I, you know, they're only three and a half games ahead, but they've been that squad this entire season without DeGrom Scherzer. And Scherzer's just coming back. He was in Double uh, A. Uh, he was with the Binghamton Rebel Ponies, and he stated in his SNY news, he was like, I want to get out of Binghamton as soon as I possibly can. <laughs> I don't want to be a Rumble Pony. A Rumble Pony, I want to be a New York Met. And he's almost on his way back. I, I'm sure in the next day or two, he'll be back in the Met squad. Back in, uh, I think they're traveling to the Twins now, I believe. Um, but I, he'll be back. Uh, DeGrom, I, I'm not sure what his situation is. I haven't heard much about it in the last few weeks, but I think he should be back uh, probably mid or end July. But the Mets have been that squad. They've had guys like Brandon Nimmo. They've had guys like um, <clears throat> just like bench players really step up and be there for them, just like they were last season. At the beginning of last season, you know, that you had all these uh, injuries. The Mets were played with injuries last season. And you had all these guys step up and like they're doing again this season. And I think the Mets are still going to be that team. And they'll be an even better team when our pitching comes back. I love to see you get so happy about something <laughs> that's not going to happen. Brennan, the Braves have won the past five NL East championships? I think it's been five now, yeah. Four or five, yeah. 
World Series last year, um, they're killing it right now. All right. So if you look at who we have coming up, the Braves have Kirby Yates getting better. The Braves have uh, Mike Soroka getting better. The Braves have Eddie Rosario, who's gone five for seventeen at the plate in Triple A Gwinnett. He's getting better. Tyler Matzek, probably our Tyler Nutsack, as he's referred to now. He's getting better. He's getting he's in Triple A Gwinnett, I believe, uh, getting his rehab assignment in. We have guys coming back too. And you can say all you want to about DeGrom and Scherzer. Scherzer is almost 40 years old. Is he 40 yet? 39, uh, 40? 37, 38 maybe? He's an ancient man. Yeah. Okay, he's an ancient, ancient man. Mm-hmm. I don't see – he may do well this year, but the Mets are always going to met. There is no changing about that. Every single year the Mets are going to come in. They're going to do really well the first three months of the season. All the New York fans are going to get all hyped. They're going to go buy the jerseys. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. Like you're going to see a lot of – all of that ugly orange and blue, kind of like Florida Gator color, walking around the nation. I, I and, still, then, and then we're going to settle into September, and they're going to start losing a little bit. And all those batted, batted balls in play that they're getting lucky with now, they're not going to fall anymore. How many teams have the Braves played that are over 500? How many? Not the exact number. The, the Mets have had one of the hardest schedules in baseball over the past few weeks. That, that whole series in California, we, we got out of it somehow with even series. Uh, I think we won a few, uh, lost maybe one or two. But we, we made out of that series. We did a great job. You know, Mets always, like, forever have had June swims. And not this month. We've been fantastic in June. And I think when our pitching comes back, Tyler McGill, Jacob DeGrom, Max Scherzer, and, I mean, even Adam Montavino, our bullpen, those guys, Edwin Diaz last year, not the same Edwin Diaz it was this year. Edwin Diaz this year, all-star closer, 1,000%. Jeff McNeil wasn't the same player he was last year. He's an all-star second baseman. You can say anything you want but he deserves to be in the All-Star game. And I think th- this Mets squad, and so leader you're, Mets, you're telling me that Jeff McNeil, if Ozzy always did not get injured, Jeff McNeil still deserves it. I still think he does. Jeff McNeil is, I believe me, correct me if I'm wrong, but he's either first, second, or third in batting average in the National League. And his de- defense has been amazing, too. I still think that he's an All-Star caliber um, second baseman this year. So... I applaud you for your uh, futile argument, but the Braves just had the greatest month of June of any MLB team there ever has been. It's had a franchise record for wins. But look who you played, though. An MLB team is an MLB team. Let's look at, let's look at the team of the past week. Dodgers, Giants, both great teams. Yeah, yeah, we've had our times with the, the, the A's and the Pirates and such, but that's baseball. Y'all, y'all play the same exact teams we do. All I'm trying to say is, watch out for the Braves. They're getting mad. They're getting hot. Dansby Swanson is getting hot in more than one way. No homo. He's going crazy right I now. I think he deserves to be in the All-Star game as well. He definitely does. Yeah. He definitely does. If you look at the production Swanson's put up in the past month, he has, a, he has a top three WAR of any player I think on the season. And that's because of his production in June. Before that, in April and May, Swanson was a sub-200 hitter. Around 200, maybe. He I remember terrible. a few years back, um, he was so bad, you guys sent him down to AAA. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was. And even last year, he struggled. Uh, the past couple of years, he struggled a little bit at times. He's the streakiest hitter I've ever seen in my life. This man has an insane capability. of He'll go 500 for 10 games with 10 home runs, and then he'll go over for 50 bats. And he'll end up the season with around 250, 260 average. What do you think his average can be at the end of the season? It's hard to say. If he can continue this level of production, uh, I honestly see I see him as a high 200 hitter. I think he'll floor it with a 300 line. Uh, he's, 
it's tough because he's trying to hit for power too. And he has it. He's been hitting really well. I think he does a stretch where he had like three or four games in a row he had a home run. He's going insane right now. Do you think he's MVP caliber? Well, so in a contract year, a lot of players do get better. They mm-hmm. improve because they know that the better they do that year, the better contract they're going to get. Mm-hmm. Do I think that he's MLB cal- uh, MVP, MVP caliber? caliber. I, 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 I think he's a great player, but he's not there yet. He has to continue this level of production. You can't just use one, a one-month sample size for an, all, an all-star or a, a, a MVP. You got to look at the entire season. Manny Machado has that level. Uh, there's another guy. I mean, with his injury, I, I don't know if he'll keep it the rest of the season. I, I, I hope he goes right. back. That injury right. was just terrible, but he's been oh, so hot this year. But, well, uh, Paul Goldsman as well. Paul, Paul Goldsman. Paul Goldsman, I think, I think will run away with it. And I think Pete Alonso is also in that conversation. I think he's either third or fourth right now. He's been hitting like crazy. I think he's RBI leader in the NL, um, along with um, Francisco Lindor has been doing really good RBIs. Well, but, if, I'm sorry, I'm going to cut you off. If we go back to last year, look at the MVP race. At the All-Star break, who did we have? We had Acuna. Mm-hmm. We had Harper. We had uh, Tatis. Mm-hmm. Then you start getting injuries and more what? injuries and injuries. Like you never know what's gonna happen before the All Star break. Let's talk about Tatis for a second. Let's do it. He's, he's leading. I think he's what is he fifth, the fifth or fourth fifth in All Star National League, and he's not. He hasn't played a single game this season. He hasn't played one inning. One oh inning. My God. He's over this year. I I I think they should get rid rid of fan voting. I think they should definitely get rid of fan voting. I think it's a cool idea. I think the MLB they're it, trying just, they're trying to get the fans it's more a interested process. in the game. But Rob Manfred is doing a terrible job. Oh, absolutely. He's having a terrible go of it. He's a Joe Biden of commissioners. Okay? <laughs> he is just, he, he's struggling. And I don't think it's his, I don't think he's trying to do this. I think he, he's trying to help the fans. He's trying to reach out. He's just not doing a good job. I think he's killing the game of baseball. He is. And he I, is. I, I remember an interview he had a few years back when he called the championship trophy a piece of metal. A piece of metal. A piece of metal. A piece of metal for the championship trophy. Kids wait their entire lives. Adults People get, dream of winning that trophy. Dream he of called it a piece of the metal. game to win the trophy. It makes no sense. But I, I, going back to the All-Star game, I do think it's a popularity contest, and I think that votes should be taken away from um, yeah. from all of us. Yeah. Um, I mean, look at Jazz Chisholm. Jazz Chisholm, I love Jazz Chisholm. I love his style of play. I think he's a great player. I do improving. not think he is improving, and he, he's cool. He's re- a really, really cool player. And that's player. why he's getting votes. He's got swagger, and that's why he's getting votes, because he's got swagger. And he's a good player this season, but he's not the best second baseman in the National League. I, I don't think he is. I think he... I think you can make a strong case for him. I think Tommy Edmond played short and oh, Tommy Edmond or Jeff McGill go, can go They're all they all three of them are in the same kind of race there, but Chis- Jazz Chisholm is really running away with it because he's so cool. People yeah. want to be like him. Absolutely. I don't think that I don't think you can come to the MLB and have that quiet sense of you know the older guys want the traditional baseball where you hit it, you put the bat down, you and you run or you walk or you do whatever. That's not baseball anymore. We have you have to have some kind the of game swagger. Has changed absolutely. You, exactly, and to get the big contract, you have to have a little bit of swagger. Look looking at back career. at that let, let the kids play program where uh, yeah. the, the bat flips and uh, what was that coach that was uh, Tommy Costello was mad about uh, yeah. the bat flips? Yeah, Tony La Russa too. Top, yeah, Tony La Russa about the bat flips. And I, I say let the kids play. I love, love I love the swagger. I love the new age of baseball. I, I love how it's chasing, changing. And I'll tell you something else. This may, this may draw a little uh, issue here. I miss fights. I think, I think, I think yeah. when, you, when you flip your bat uh-huh. and you pump your chest and you walk around the bases because yeah. you just hit a home run, the next at bat, you should get hit in the head. Not in the head. You should get, the pitcher should yeah. get in there. And then a fight happens, and then you should have a one, maybe two game suspension. I love a bench clearing brawl. Like that, what, if, was, what was the last bench clearing brawl? The 15 game suspension? Uh, uh, Seattle and. Um, um, ah, I forget. Angel Angels. Angels, yeah, Angels, yeah. 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 
who, who, there was like six game suspensions, and then uh, Anthony Rendon came out and his cast on beating players. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's production. That, that's yeah. entertainment, though. If the MLB wants to survive, they have to have more entertainment. Yeah. Hockey's growing lately because they have fights. Fight. Like, like, <clears throat> we need to look at the, the average baseball fan. All right, the average baseball fan is not the old traditionalist. They're all dying off. The average baseball fan, our age, up to their 30s and 40s and 50s, mm-hmm. they want to see that action. Now, I'm not saying to fight every game. No, it needs to have some rules and it needs to be persuaded against. But if a fight happens or if a brawl happens, something happens, that's fun to watch. That's just as, as, a, as a consumer. Now, to build off of that, you're about to Bamford a little bit. So, if I want to watch, I live in Georgia. If I would have watched the Braves, oh God, blackouts, blackouts kills me. Right now, there are yeah. there are no ways for me as a college student to afford a ballet sports that would be network. Yeah. I, I can't give MLB TV because we're in a blackout, so I have to go to ballet sports. Well, that's on Direct TV, which I can't I can't afford that because that's a whole cable package that's even more expensive than anything else. It's ridiculous. Hulu, YouTube, YouTube TV, you cannot get you can't Braves get games on there yeah. unless it's a national coverage. Yeah. My parents have just stopped watching Braves games. Now, do I watch, still watch Braves games? Yes. I don't know how. They just kind of come on my phone sometimes. <laughs> but what, what do you say about that? Whose fault is that and what, what should be done? I think it's Rob Manfred's fault. I think I that they're not marketing the game of baseball well enough. They're, they're making it too hard to watch these games. It shouldn't be hard to watch these games at all. It should be easy for every baseball fan to watch their games. Especially, I mean, I'm a Mets fan. I can watch Mets games pretty easily. But for Braves fans that live in the state state of Georgia or other fans that live in their state, they can't watch games. And that's, that's just horrible. It's killing the game of baseball. It is. It is. I think the Yankees have the same issue with the Yes Sports Network. Yep. It's, it's not just Bally. And and I love the announcers about it. I, and I understand. I, I used to love Fox Sports South. And I've for my entire life, I've watched them. But the way they're handling things right now is killing baseball. It's killing the fans. They can't watch their teams. They're not going to buy uh, merchandise. They're not going to go to the games. You're going to lose money. Mm-hmm. If you make it cheaper for every fan to be able to watch the game, for example, I'm not a huge Falcons fan, but if I want to watch the Falcons any single sun, any Sunday, I can do it. Alabama any Sunday, Absolutely. Georgia any Sunday, I can watch or uh, any Saturday. It's just MLB. It's, it's just literally MLB. just MLB. It's just MLB. The NBA does a great job with their streaming services. Oh yeah. ESPN does a great job of uh, mm-hmm. airing and having everything. TNT. On the I love ESPN. TNT. TNT does a great job. Great. Yes. Right. Right. Baseball needs to be more accessible. The younger generations. The kids that are younger than us. You got Gen X, Millennials, all that newer generation, that's that's what's the next the future of baseball. That is. That's who's watching baseball. And they'd like to see the bat flip. They'd like to see all the production Absolutely. Value. Full players like Tatis, Acuna, all those younger players like Bo Bichette and Vladimir right. Guerrero Jr., right. all those younger players, that's what they came to the stadiums to see. That's what they want to see. That's right. That's right. I, I think the man can do a much better job than he's doing. Absolutely. Now, like I said, I don't think that he's trying to do I think he's trying to do his best, but you understand – when you look at other sports commissioners, Adam Silver's a fantastic great, job. Great commissioner. He's grown the sport. He, he's he's gone his own direction uh, from the David Stern was the past commissioner. Mm-hmm. He's kind of following David Stern's footsteps with his own uh, personal decisions. Mm-hmm. It's been great. It's been freaking fantastic what he's done for the sport. Now, do I agree with some of the political messages? No, but he's giving the players the freedom to do what they want to do. Which, that's, as fans, we want to see the players' reactions. Do we want to see the entire sport revolve around politics? No, that's not what we want. Good old another story, too. <laughs> Good, Roger Goodell's another story. Goodell's another story. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, well, to pivot our point a little bit, what else have to say about the MLB? What's going on? What do you see? How about the Yankees? Yeah. How, how little chance do they have to win the World Series? 
I, I think it's going to be a team coming out of New York that's going to win the World Series. I think yeah. the Yankees got Yankees got a great chance. Aaron Judge has been phenomenal this year. They, he's just been on fire. His stats have just been insane. If you play MLB The Show, uh, you've probably seen Aaron Judge the better player in MLB The Show than Mike Trout. And Mike Trout has been probably one of the best players in the game for a long time coming out. And Aaron Judge just steps above Mike Trout in the game. I think Aaron Judge is probably one of the best players in baseball right now. And do I think he, uh, he has a chance to AL MVP? Absolutely. I love when you're wrong because it's going to be more right. Uh, no, nah, I'm just kidding, Eddie. I mean, yes, what, 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 the, the Yankees are doing absolutely fantastic. What player right do you now? think is doing better than Aaron Judge right now? Nobody, I mean, nobody doing better. Than nobody. Him. Nobody's doing better than Aaron Judge right now. But, I mean, I think the However, best. The best. Bet I was, love to hate on the Yankees. I just I cannot stand the Yankees. I love to hate on them. It gives me such joy in my mm-hmm. heart. So, the Yankees, as the Mets do, you live in New York. The first two, three months of the season, you're hyped up. Uh, you're 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 feeling great. It's still cool up there, kind of. It's not as hot as this it's down here in Atlanta. You're still hyped up and ready to go. You're still playing hard. But the past few years, every single year, oh, yeah. we always see, see losing the Astros, October, they mm-hmm. always fall apart. The Yankees may go in and win the AL East. There's, there's a big chance of that happening. Oh, absolutely. But I tell you, when it comes to playoff baseball, I see Giancarlo Stanton going over in some games, a lot of strikeouts. You, can't, you cannot win playoff baseball games with a lot of strikeouts. You have to have home runs and base hits. And be able to work the count. Get those pitches out of the game. Go to the bullpen. Well, let's say the Yankees win the American. Let's say the Yankees win the AL East, which they're probably going to. I mean, they're, they're 15 games ahead. Who do you think is going to be their path to World Series? Or who do they have to beat? They have to beat the Astros. So that, that, I don't know if that's going to be second round or third round. And they just got no hit, too. Just got no so hit that's, that's a whole other story. The Astros are always going to be strong. They're well coached. Absolutely. They're well put together. Because they were too much about the science dealing scandal. If you look back and look at the interviews of players, the Yankees do the same thing. They just didn't get caught. Other teams, like every team was doing it. Every team has a way of sign stealing, essentially. Astros got caught, and they were doing it probably more than the team. Yeah. So more seriously than the other There should have been more suspensions off of that, but yeah. you know what? It's over with. We moved past it. Yeah. It's fine. So I think the Yankees have to go past them. I think the Yankees have to worry about. Uh, there's always one or two teams that are so so at the beginning of the year. Look at the Braves last year. So so before the All Star break, maybe hanging around second or third in their division. In the last two, three months of the season, they just turn it on and they just go absolutely insane. They have a the kind of uh, month that Braves are having this month. They have it in October, and that's all you have to do. If you start in September, October, and you just stay hot, that's all it takes. Look at the Nationals in twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. They went absolutely insane. They were a they were a good team in the in the year, missing some key parts, but they really turned it on at the end and ended up winning the World Series. Let's talk about some of those bad teams that there were last year. We, they, I mean, obviously the Pirates, the Orioles. Oh, I mean, yeah. look look at this year. This year, they're still not up to par as other teams, but they've got a bright future. Look they're at the really Pirates. Good. O'Neal Cruz, what's it? He's like six foot seven. Six yeah. foot seven shorts. He threw it 99. 99.2 or something like that. He threw it like across the field. That's absolutely insane. I've never wow. seen that. I've, I've never seen that, that ever. ever. Not, not in the infield. That was insane. And now, what about, uh, you said Brian the, Reynolds? Oh, yeah. What do you think? Like, you just. Mentioned he did great the other night. Oh, he did fantastic. I think he had three it's home runs. Almost had four. It's a budding star. I think he was going to have four. I tell you, so I had no idea who any of these guys were until yep. I played MLB the show, and I created a team <laughs> with the Pirates for uh, uh-huh. March to October. I think it would be a lot of XP. O'Neill Cruz, Brian Reynolds, they were Carrying going absolutely insane. They were going crazy. Um, Vogelback was going crazy, and it seems like every single highlight I see of the Pirates is always – Vogelback. Those younger players, yeah. It's always Vogelback on base, Vogelback. though. 
O'Neill Cruz is hitting him around, or uh, Reynolds is hitting him around, but it's always Vogelback getting on base. I don't know what it is, but it's always him. I think the next five years, maybe maybe a little longer, I think the Pirates are going to be a playoff team. I really do think so. Now, a little uh, future prediction here. Do you see O'Neill Cruz as being on the level of a Fernando Tatis? I do. I, I, yeah. I, really, I think so. I, I think that he's such a special player. He, I mean, he's so tall for baseball. I, I've never seen... I mean, who else is that tall? Aaron Judge, that close. Uh, yeah. yeah a um, close. Throws that that fast to get uh, across the diamond. I've never seen a player like that ever. And I think that he could be in the same conversation as um, those other players, like Aaron Judge, Dark Holliston. I think he has a chance. Um, I think he has the, the, the build for a great baseball player. He could have a long career. Cause that, that long body, you're able to move. You're able to because look how fast he was going. He's built, he's, he's built he like was, a linebacker. And he just, well, he's built like a he's gonna be a tall linebacker. <laughs> but he's he's so tall yeah. and he's so athletic, and yeah. that means a lot. I wonder going forward, will teams figure out his approach at the plate? Because I don't see him. It's gonna be tough for him to continue this level of success. Oh yeah, you always like for example Austin Riley's rookie year. He was going absolutely insane. People call him the, the next coming of Chipper Jones. Which, don't get me wrong. He's doing mm-hmm. fantastic this year. Oh, yeah. I think he's getting a lot better. The year prior, there's always a sophomore yeah. slump. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, that's tough to watch. Let's look at the AL side um, with the Orioles. Uh, I know we talked about the Orioles a little bit, how, yeah. how well their Adley success Rushman. is doing. Adley Rushman, oh, Orioles man, insane. what a player. I think the Orioles have a pretty bright future, too. They do. I think that... I'm ready for Cameron Yard to be back in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, we need to see. And even if, it, if they struggle for a few more years, okay. But I need to see some competitive baseball. They cannot be at the bottom of the league anymore. They can't do that their fans. Baltimore's a strong city for baseball. Cameron Yard's one of my favorite stadiums in all of baseball. I love going to Cameron Yard's as a kid with my uncle uh, in Maryland. But, man, to see playoff baseball back in Cameron Yard's, that would be, be electric. It would be. And I'm very excited. And that's a lot of teams. I think that there should be a cycle. Every, every few years, a new batch of teams comes up. And gets better and gets better and gets better. I think just I mean the Pirates and the Orioles. They're right. They're right. And you have some teams, for example, the uh, the Dodgers, the Yankees, who are just going to be. They're always going to be good. Astros always going to be good. Always going to be good. They may not be World Series level, but they'll, but they'll be really playoff good. caliber teams. But they also have more money than gods. And Steve Cohen. Yeah. More money than gods. Oh, Steve Cohen. He he, <laughs> he pours the money. Save the, the Mets. Mets, Uncle Stevie. Oh man, oh, what what he's done for this Mets team? I think the, I think speaking from a Mets fan, the Will Ponds, uh, they were in the organization, just terrible. I never thought I'd see the day of a World Series ring. Um, Steve Cohen comes in and is like, we're going to win a ring in the next five years. I was like, all right, let's do it. I, I don't believe you, but let's do it. And then you get players like Max Scherzer. Uh, you build our farm system up. I, I think the Mets have a real chance. And I think owners like that will save the game of baseball. And it's just owners terrible. Like spin. Absolutely. I mean, looking at uh, teams like the Athletics and how how so empty they're – Oh, it's so sad. And if you the, the videos of their stadium, it's, oh, ab- it's, it's tragic. It's, it's really terrible. I think um, I heard a news headline that um, a nearby high school team had more. Um, I, I think it was in Texas had more people show up to that game than did the athletics game. Yeah, yeah, and that that yeah. that's that's to say the athletics though. If you're not willing to spend money, and it, this is not the, this is not the general manager's fault. This is not the fault of the players that are there. Yeah, this is the fault of the owners. The owners not willing to open up their wallets and pay as MLB owners should do. If you can't afford it, then you should. Move, sell it. Sell it. Sell the team. But right now, the Athletics fans, who are a great fan base, Absolutely. can be fantastic. Can fantastic have an electric atmosphere there. But they're in a terrible stadium. They they refuse to. They pay. need to move. They, they lost Matt Chapman. They lost. Um, uh, they traded Matt Olson away. Olson, Jaden Olson. They traded. Uh, who was the who's the other with the Mets? Mark Hanna. Yep, Mark Hanna. Yeah. 
they're giving away great players who can all together make a really good lineup. Honestly, mm-hmm. the past few years they've been good. But now they're terrible again. And what's at what point do they expect to be competitive? Because if, they, if they're not it, until if they can't pay their players, yeah. when are you ever going to be any good? You're not. Sell a team or pay them pay the money. Was it the Orioles or was it the A's during the offseason that spent zero dollars? I think it was the A's. I think it was the A's. They had spent zero dollars in the offseason. No free agency signing. That's that's it's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That's that's insane. I mean, I I get you're trying to rebuild, but when you spend zero dollars, what are you rebuilding around? Who like who on the A's are they rebuilding around? Well, if you're gonna have we've all watched the movie uh, Moneyball. Moneyball. Yeah. Fantastic movie, great story. Made me a fan of the A's for a mm-hmm. good year. But then I started, I started researching them again. They they cannot get out of their own way. The ownership is, is killing them. And we said across all all major sports, yeah. with ownership is really struggling. When it comes to the point where, at what point do we as fans get a choice in what product there is on the field? Absolutely. Right now, it's as up to the ownership completely. Mm-hmm. What do you see? Do you see any changes coming? Do you see a commit? What could a commissioner do to prevent this? I don't know. I mean, I mean the ownership, the A's before the, I think was it the same ownership group or a different ownership group? I'm not really sure. But the A's have been a good team up until a few years ago. Good scouting. Good scouting. Good great, scouting. great, great scouting. development. Great, good development. They have good farm system, and. I don't know. I mean, I think it's just something that happens. It's the same thing with the Mets. The Mets were a great team in the early, early 2000s and 2006 when they uh, they almost had a chance to play the Cardinals. Um, but we had the same ownership group. We had the Will Ponds. And I think things just fall apart. Things happen. And I think that the A's should be ready to move on and uh, become a better fan base overall. I think it's not fair to the fans. It's not fair to the baseball players. fans. Yeah, players. Uh, the teams in their division. It seems to play them. Opposing fans expect to see a competitive team walk in the door yeah. every single game. So when the A's come to come to, the, to Atlanta, I expect there to be a good game with yeah. competitive players. Mm-hmm. I, can they sustain that long term? I don't know. I think I the know. same thing goes for the Rays too. I think that that probably one of the worst staves in all, if not the worst stave in all baseball. And I it think cool though. It, it it does look pretty cool. 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 I love their jerseys. I love like the the, the Devil Rays um, mm-hmm. logo. I love that. I, I love. Um, how good the Rays were, they won the World Series, uh, I think it was two or three years back. Um, they're a great team, they have a great fan base, but they need to move. They need to get out of there. Cause I don't know if it's a lo- lo- location in Tampa. I don't know if it's just another They need another to play in base. Tampa. Their stadium is not even in Tampa. That's true, that's true. I don't know if it's, if it's the location that's killing them or what, but you look at their their stands and it's like, it's better than the Aces now. Yeah. But there needs to be some fixing there. There, there needs to be Absolutely. something that... There needs to be a, a hook to get the fan the um, the fans in. I think that you need to market your players more. You also need to get, uh, for example, we we got uh, oh goodness gracious, uh, Colin McHugh from the Rays. Mm-hmm. They they lose players because they're not willing to pay them. Now they had a, a good signing over the, uh, this past offseason that was good, but that needs to be consistently. The Braves, honestly, now this is something that I've been critical of the past and it's been fixed. The ownership group that own the Braves owns the Braves. Or refused to pay money for years. They they did they didn't want to mm-hmm. shut out the money. They didn't want to give out big contracts. Mm-hmm. Well, you win a World Series, or you start you start bringing in what will we have over a million already this year. Yeah. attendance. That means a lot. Brave, Brave, the Braves have always had good attendance, even though they were they were bad. Even the eighties. Yeah, they they were they, they were terrible, awful. They had good attendance. The mid two thousand tens. I mean, the Braves weren't the best team in baseball. I mean, 
Um, look at the Mets. Um, the Phillies probably. Yeah, we're good mid two thousand tens, and they still had fans come to games because yep. they're so passionate. Braves country. Yes. Oh, speak, speaking of Braves country, country, did you hear? Um, they're looking to expand the MLB to thirty two teams, and you think they want to break up oh, Braves country man. and put put a team in Louisiana or put a team in um, in Nashville? What do you What do you think about that? Well, I think it's. Uh, let me go to the base of the problem. I think yeah. that this is all a money-making ploy. I think Rob Manfred sees the MLB well, losing money. Well, no, and hear me out. I think that the MLB, it, it did, it, it's been losing money. The COVID year really hurt the MLB and the ownership. And the ownership, they refused to lose money. They'd rather lose games than lose money. And I think that they're looking, okay, I want to get my money back. How can we expand? How can we... Because that's what they did. That's how the last expansion was. I think yeah. in, in the NBA as well, the MLB, the, all every other expansion there's been is because the year before, the two years before, there's been a loss and there's been not as much money made, and so they have to recoup the money they had. I think was it uh, the, in the nineties with the the lockout and they added the yep. Rays. Yep. Yep. That was reason the Rays. Mm-hmm. The, the Rays being added because they mm-hmm. needed somebody to come in and expand, and that brings more money to the MLB. Mm-hmm. So to go about your question though, I can see Nashville. I can see. Uh, Omaha. Do you think Braves country should be broken up if they do do Nashville? Like, what? You think there'll be a big fan base? Or you still there, do you still think there's so many Braves fans in Nashville that it would just kind of... There would not be an immediate switch. I think that, for example, in some teams in the NFL, they moved, and I won't name all of them, but yeah. they moved and they have zero fans. You look at the Rams, who've had a good fan base. Like it just, I think it depends on when you move. I think it depends on how you approach the city and the city wants you if the city's willing to pay for this and that okay that makes sense the fans want you they're looking to expand they're looking to swallow a new team I, but i don't know that nashville's ready for that and they, they may be i don't know for sure but i know there's a lot of Braves fans in nashville oh yeah that are not not that far from atlanta what is that three hours from atlanta? yeah not far at all I mean, when you look at the NHL, um, I think those new teams like the Golden Knights and the yeah. Seattle Kraken, they did a fantastic yeah, job. And the, the Knights were an immediate playoff team uh, right after pretty much like that, either that same year, correct me if I'm wrong, that same year or a year after, two years. And they didn't make the playoffs last year, but these past few years they've been in the playoffs and they've done a fantastic job of putting teams in those places that need teams. And... Do I think that they should put an MLB team in Nashville? I, I don't think so because I think you have that market with the Braves country is so big that you know you have so many fans from Nashville traveling down to Atlanta to watch Braves games. You have season ticket holders in Nashville. How are you going to build an entire new team in Nashville? I mean, I, I would love to see a new team in Nashville. I just don't think well, that is, they're going to gain fans. Is Nashville the best place or should you go for like a Charlotte, uh, New Orleans? I, I think Charlotte and New Orleans would be great. I, I'm not sure the fan base of uh, who New Orleans roots. It might be the Astros in New Orleans. Yeah, I guess Maybe. that'd be the closest one. Um, and a lot of these these places, for example, the New Orleans, the uh, Alabama's, oh, even, yeah. uh, Mississippi. Or maybe even Vegas. Uh, we've looked at those fans from those. I don't know if it's just the closest team they cheer for. I don't know yeah. if it's, they, they just pick a team they like and just stick to it. I think that baseball may be struggling in those states, though, because there's, there's such a gap in between teams. Uh, what other cities? I think uh, Montreal is good, a good baseball. Oh team. yeah, Expos. I think, uh, what's the city in the Northwest? Um, um, Toronto. Montreal, no, they, Toronto. They Anyways, there is the. I, I like the ex- idea of expansion. I I wonder how they do divisions though. 
Yeah, I, I think they're going to break up divisions again. Because um, it's kind of funny when you look back at what the old divisions looked like. You had the Pirates playing with the Mets. And I don't know what uh, the Braves division was back well, then. Well, they, they were in the NL West for a while. Really? They were playing the NL West. NL West. Wow. The Braves. That Atlanta is only like three hours from the coast, but they're playing the Braves. Wow. They're playing the, uh, the West Coast. So. What? what um, give me some examples. Who do you want to see the Braves in a division with? If... We add maybe like three or four more teams. Maybe three. Who do I want the Braves to be with? Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go with. Well, let's let's go with who the do you Orioles, want? the A's, the Marlins. <laughs> You're the worst team. Let's go with who do you want? And who do you think? Re- who do you want realistically? If, geographically, if you look at yeah the rivals rivalries we have now, yeah, I think the Braves and the Mets have become a pretty good rivalry there. Yeah, I think that, and you see some other some other rivalries coming. The Braves and the Dodgers is a really good rivalry now. Uh, we see that Freddie Freeman going to the Dodgers, and even though there's some issues there, mm-hmm. uh, you see Kenny Jansen coming from, from the Dodgers to the Braves. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a little bit of hatred there. Not say hatred, because like uh, Brian Snicker even invited, uh, invited Dave Roberts to be yeah. assistant coach in the All Star game. But the Braves fans, the Dodgers fans, they have a little friction there. It's, get, it's getting more and more hot just because both teams are great nowadays. Um, Marlins makes sense. I can see them with the Rays if they don't. Have they maybe because just proximity wise. Um, hmm. Philadelphia, uh, if they add an expansion team against Charlotte or in Nashville, I could see one of them being in, in the Braves division. It, it's gonna be. I don't know what direction they want to go. Are they trying to go to east? Are they trying to go to like southeast? Like, what, yeah, what about the Mets? Maybe geographical areas they're trying to split up. I'm not really sure. I think Mets and Phillies absolutely. Cause Philly is not far from New York That's at right. all. Maybe even the Yankees. I mean the Yankees. I mean, the, the Red Sox, Yankees, Mets. And Red Phillies. Sox, Yankees, Mets, Phillies. I well then the Orioles are in there somewhere. You got well, yeah, I think you could put the Orioles with. Pittsburgh in another division like they are right That's now. Um, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. Abs- yeah, Cincinnati. Detroit, maybe. maybe Detroit, yeah. Well, Detroit's kind of like, eh, kind of far from uh, Baltimore. But, um, it is. I mean, it, I mean, New York is far from Atlanta, though. That's true. That's true. But, um, I don't know. It's kinda, I'm kind of looking forward to how we'll split that up. And I wonder when exactly this whole switch is going to happen. Because those stadiums take, what, like six, five, six years to build? Okay, it's gonna take a while. It's, to it's gonna take a while, and then I'm to get to get the permits, to get the ownership together, to get this. We're looking at 10, 15 years out, even if they decide for sure to do it. So this is not something that's pressing right now, but it's an idea that's gonna come in the future. Absolutely. Now uh, to pivot a little bit, uh, Rob Manfred announced that in twenty twenty four, they're expecting to bring in automated strike zones. How do you feel about that? Uh, I'll let you speak of that, and then I'll say my piece. I think umpires are just part of baseball. You're gonna make mistakes, and that's just—it's just life. But I don't know. I, I think there's gonna be a flaw in there somewhere. Maybe like a malfunction of the system. Maybe like it doesn't work like, like correctly. The pitch, the pitch cons we have today. Absolutely. And I think there's gonna be an issue with that. I don't think it's gonna be working 100 percent of the time. And umpires, you know, they miss a call here or there. You know, Angel Hernandez is a really bad example, but there's other umpires in the league that do a really good job. Probably only like two or three missed balls a game. Right. And that's the, that's the thing. Like, as fans, we don't expect perfect games. We understand. And I umpire. I've umpired over 100 yeah. high school, uh, varsity games. I've umpired more middle school games than that. I, it, it is extremely tough to get a consistent strike zone that is the actual strike zone to keep it there the entire game when it's 100 degrees outside. When it's 40 degrees outside, it's really, really hard. I mean, you're seeing, the only thing we expect to see from the MLB is consistency. We need to see that Andrew Hernandez is being demoted because of his bad call. There's other umpires. Joe, oh. Joe West has some yeah. issues. Mm-hmm. If you're consistently making bad, and I like the replay, I think that any play should be able to be reviewed. If it's if, if camera evidence can show that what the right call is, everybody in the nation is watching the game 
we should be able to go, okay, I agree with that. that's the right call, that's, that's what we're going with, mm-hmm. go with it. Um, umpire needs to get better. Yeah. I think that, there, I, don't know, I don't know what the training part, I don't think that, well no, if you look at soccer in Europe, they do a, a system where, for the teams, if you're last year division, your last year whatever, you're devoted down to another level, and the team in that lower level that did the best bumps up and replaces you. It's the same system with the umpires. If a guy in AAA is 94, 95% effective, bring him up and replace him, replace whatever, like Angel Hernandez or whatever. And Angel Hernandez, the reason he's been so big in this sport mm-hmm. is because we've all just kind of picked him to pick on. He's made a lot of mistakes in some huge, huge games. And then the whole racist, racism lawsuit. Oh, yeah, let's talk about that for a second. Okay. He, he wants to have a civil case against MLB because of racism, but yet he's only like effective 60%, I think it was 60 or 62% of the time. He's he, not. He ranks in the, in the bottom 30 bottom, bottom percentile of umpires over the past three years. It's not racism at all. And he, I, I, I knew he wasn't going to win that case. It's not racism at all. It's just that he's not good at your job. He's not good at his job. He's just simply not good at your job. And if you look at the way the MLB is functioning right now, I think it's the most diverse sport. Oh, absolutely. Right Between you have Dominican Republic, you, you have, have, you have United Hispanic, States, Canada. you have white, you have black, you have like all eight, I mean, the, big, the big Asian influence in the MLB. I That's love cool. it. Yeah. I love seeing so much. Shohei Otani coming from Japan. Exactly. And, and, the, and the fans embrace him. They love him. Uh, Atlanta fans, uh, not Atlanta, excuse me, American fans love Shohei Otani and he's a absolutely. cool guy. He's a hilarious guy. And the guy, the new guy in the Cubs, uh, Yakuchi, I think. Oh, yeah. 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 And this, right, the, uh, America loves People from other, other places in baseball. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's the direction we need to, we need to push it into. Mm-hmm. We have that diversity. Continue with it. But Angel Hernandez, no, you're, you're not being discriminated against. No. You just suck at just, your job. Yeah. And I understand. It, I, you're a better it's, MLB it's than yeah. I am, for sure. But I'm not in the MLB. I'm not calling against that level. Mm-hmm. You have to be better. You have to be better than that. Yeah. Well, I think that's it for this podcast. Um, okay. Thank you for watching. Um, yes, sir. And we'll see you. Thank you for watching the Full Count Podcast. Y'all be good. See you. Bye.